This is the old Trailblazer broadcast. This is Pastor Albert Pendarvis, the old Trailblazer, riding out on old Dan again. Come on, Dan, let's go. Got to get up, got to get a getting, and uh, giving out the gospel day by day here on the old Trailblazer broadcast. And I'm happy to have you folks with us. Maybe it's the first time you ever heard the old Trailblazer. I'm just an old country boy, the Lord saved. Give me this little broadcast here, Pastor here at the First Baptist Church of Algiers. And uh, folks have questioned me about that. And I want to just mention that. Pastor Shelton was the founder of this work back there 75 years ago. And uh, he said when the church called him there in New Orleans to pastor the church, said it had Baptists over the front door. And said, that's why we are Baptists. No, we're not affiliated with any denominational headquarters. We don't send our, our money to uh, other folks. No, we just praise the Lord, get out the gospel, and use it to use the money to preach the gospel. So we're Baptists in name only. And uh, nothing wrong with that. And I have many, many friends who are like that. But we're bringing you these studies now on blood redemption. And uh, in the Old Testament, we've been there for quite a few days. And we're looking at the sin offering. But in our last study, we began to, uh, to see and to know why, why man must have a, a substitute. And we want to go back there and reiterate a little bit of that, uh, looking at man by nature. In, uh, in Matthew fifteen nineteen, we read, Out of the heart proceed evil thoughts, murders, adulterers, fornications, theft, false witness, blaspheming. That's a little picture of man by nature. Jeremiah seventeen nine says, The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately. Someone has said that means incurably. Wicked. Who can know it? And then uh, Jeremiah seventeen ten says, I, the Lord, search the heart. Every man is a sinner by nature. Every man. There's none that doeth good. No, not one. And we could go on, go on, go on there. I wish we could see that thing. I believe in my heart. The old trailblazer believes honestly. And you may take issue with me. I believe that the vast majority of our church members have never seen themselves as sinners. I believe that the vast majority of our pastors and preachers and maybe even theological professors have never seen it. You may look in the Bible and say, well, the Bible teaches it, but that doesn't mean a thing in the world. You have never come to know it. It has never become experimental with you that you are a sinner. Now, listen to God's Word. As God paints us a picture here, I like word pictures, don't you? In Revelation 3.17, we find, And knowest not that thou art wretched, meaning a contemptible outcast, and miserable, worthless, Poor, penniless, spiritually bankrupt, blind, understanding darkened, and naked. No covering. No covering for your sin, my friend. That's what that word naked means. When you stand before God, you have no covering. Then in Luke fourteen twenty one, he gives us a further picture of the uh, depraved sinner when he said, Go out quickly into the streets and the lanes of the city and bring in the, the, the poor, the bankrupt. The maimed, those who can't help themselves. And the halt, those who cannot walk. The blind, those whose minds are darkened. And uh, this is a condition of every individual spiritually. Now, I know that folks take issue with the old trailblazer, but this is God's word. It's not my word. And I look out upon the religious world today, and I realize that man is blinded by Satan. We're taught from our early childhood up, that we, there is some goodness in every man, and it's the pastor's or preacher's uh, responsibility to bring that out and, and that they might 
a giant some church and walk the aisle, shake the preacher's hand, and be, be become a, 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 a saved individual. But that's not true, my friend. Salvation, that's not salvation. I conducted a funeral yesterday, and uh, I, I made that statement that uh, shaking the preacher's hand, uh, walking the aisle, joining the ch- local church, speaking in tongues, uh, that, those things are not salvation. Being baptized in water, being sprinkled at birth, those things are not salvation. What is salvation, Trailblazer? Salvation is coming to see yourself as a sinner in need. And I believe our greatest problem in the religious realm today is that our folks do not see their need of a substitute. They do not see that they are sinners by nature and sinners by choice and that they must be redeemed, redeemed from that life, redeemed from that situation, cleansed from all sin. We don't see that. Our people do not see that. My folks do not see that. My congregation, many do not see that. They come to church regularly. They give of their substance. They uh, take part in the work and all of those things, but they do not, many of them do not see their need of a substitute. You say, Pastor Trailblazer, you harp on that substitute business a lot. What do you mean by that? Well, my friend, every individual who ever gets saved must have someone to take his place. And that's what the Lord did there on the cross. He took our place. Just like the scapegoat there when the, in the children of Israel there in the wilderness. Once a year, the priest, they had a, a, a scapegoat, they called it. They put a, a rope around his horns. And the priest, the high priest, came there and laid all of the sins of those people on the head of that scapegoat. You know what a scapegoat is? It takes somebody's place. And a fit man, they said. That's a good description of our Lord, a fit man. The fit man led that scapegoat out into the wilderness where he would never return. Our sins never return, my friend. And when our Lord took them there on the cross, those whom he died for, our sins, no. You say, where are your sins today, Trailblazer? I'll tell you where they are. They're in the depths of the sea. Are they in the empty? They're in the tomb. They're sealed up. Oh, but listen, let's go back. We're talking here about the sin of ignorance. Every individual is ignorant of the fact that he's a sinner. He's not conscious of the fact that he's a sinner by nature unless and until the Holy Spirit shows him what he is, who he is, and the judgment he's under. And I know folks get angry with me. They don't want me to, to, to call uh, their attention to the fact that they're sinful. You ask someone, are you a sinner? No. No, don't call me a sinner. I have folks write me and email me and uh, whatever. My friend, once the Holy Spirit opens your heart and your mind and throws back the skylight of your soul and lets you see it, you won't never forget it. You won't take issue with it. Oh, that I would... I would that the Lord would do that at this time. Whatever time it is where you're hearing the old trailblazer, maybe in your airplane, maybe in your penthouse up there somewhere, maybe over there on Broadway, maybe on Park Avenue, maybe up there in the hills of Tennessee, maybe out there in North Carolina, oh, even in San Francisco, in that terrible place out there where we have a radio station, a broadcast. Some poor soul there maybe spent the night in sin, in revelry, if the Lord would draw back the blinds. Have you ever, you ever been in a room where somebody's dark and somebody pulls a blind up, lets the light shine there? That's a very good picture of what the Lord does under Holy Spirit conviction. 
You say, well, I don't know anything about that. I have All I did was ever join the church. Isn't that salvation? Well, you want to go out into eternity? Think about it with me now. Think with me. Think with me. Uh, eternity is forever. Eternity is forever. And if you're not saved, you're going out into eternity with never another hope, never another chance. There's no second chance, my friend. I made that statement one day at a funeral. Uh, I said, there's no such a thing as purgatory. How can, how can I not be truthful when folks are spewing out uh, ignorance and, and falsehoods all over the radio and the television? Don't I have the right to refute error? You can't show me one place in God's Word where it says anything about a second chance, a life after death, uh, a purgatory. You can't show me those things. And I was conducting a funeral there in New Orleans. I made that statement that there's no such a thing as purgatory. And I had four Catholic nuns got up and walked out. Now, my friend, my heart went out to them because they got mad. They got angry. But they didn't stay around to show me where the God's Word says it. Oh, but my friend, I praise the Lord for the truth. Don't you know? The Bible says you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Ignorance don't make you free. Falsehood don't make you free. Lies don't make you free. No, no, they don't make you free, my friend. Man is a fallen creature, a sinner by nature, totally depraved, and doesn't know it. He doesn't know it. Why? Because his mind is blinded by the God of this world, Satan, according to 2 Corinthians 4, 3, 6. Go there and read it, my friend. 2 Corinthians 4, 3, 6. Man's mind is darkened by sin, according to Ephesians 4.18. Man's thoughts are evil continually, according to Genesis 6.5. Man's affections are prostituted, according to John 3.19. In other words, man hates what God loves and loves what God hates. Man's will is enslaved by Satan. I know that's a strange doctrine. I know in the modern world we're living in, we're in an enlightened age, so to speak, they call it. But, my friend, we get down here at the Old Trailblazer broadcast, we just get down to where we live. Are you saved? Could I just slack off a minute, take my time, take a drink of water and cool off a minute and ask you, are you saved? I, that's the most, most pertinent question that I can ask you. I don't want to ask you, do you belong to the church? I don't want to ask you what church you go to. I don't want to ask you, have you ever spoken in tongues? I don't want to ask you all those things. I ask you, are you saved? And you say, well, what does it mean to be saved, Pastor? It means to be redeemed, bought back from the slave market of sin. And until and unless you come to see that you're sinful by nature, you you couldn't help it. You were born into sin, but now you deny it. You deny that you're a sinner. Look out upon the world today. Do you see a bunch of Christians, or do you see a bunch of uh, individuals who are, who, who are sinful and wretched and blind and miserable and naked? Oh, my friend, you know one of the things I often think about? The Bible says the Lord's eyes run to and fro. And, and I wonder, does he look upon the, all of this sin? I don't believe the Lord can look upon sin. That's why we have to be redeemed from it, my friend. I, I tell you, the old trailblazer don't know how to say anything uh, that would help you. I don't believe he does. But the Holy Spirit can take anything home. You know, uh, someone has said the Lord could take a crooked stick and hit a straight lick with it. Old trailblazer is just an instrument in God's hand. 
I just want to do what the Lord lays on my heart. I'm not, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. I'm not embarrassed by saying, uh, are you saved? That doesn't embarrass me. It doesn't embarrass me to say man is a sinner by nature because I know that's the truth. And I know that we live in a, don't offend nobody. I heard a man just this morning say his preacher can't preach on the sovereignty of God because he uh, owes a $50,000 a month note on a mortgage on a building. And if he harped on sin too much, people would leave. And he'd have, he wouldn't have to be able to pay that note. Well, I told him, I said, that man better be mighty careful compromising God's word for the sake of a, a mortgage. Oh, my friend, the old trailblazer, I don't bite my tongue to tell you what the Lord says. He said, the soul that sinneth it shall die. He says that uh, it's appointed unto man once to die. So I asked you, are you saved? Are you bought back from the slave market of sin? Or oh, you turn the radio off, maybe. I don't know. I've had folks do that. Call me and say, I won't never hear you no more. Well, I'm sorry. I'm sorry you do that. I don't mean to offend anyone. But my friend, the gospel is offensive. Did you know the gospel is offensive? It offends people. It offends sinners. It offends uh, 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 religious folks who think they're saved and are not. But this is the old Trailblazer broadcast. This is Pastor Albert Pendarvis. Remember my mailing address, and I need a little help with the broadcast now if you could. If you like the old-time faithful preaching, it's Radio Missions, Old Trailblazer, Post Office Box 1810, Walker, Louisiana, 70785. Goodbye, and God bless you. Pastor Pendarvis invites you to listen to the Radio Missions Internet radio station that presents the old Trailblazer broadcast, Voice of Truth broadcast, weekly sermons, and music 24 hours a day. For information and a link to listen, visit our website at radiomissions.org. That's radiomissions.org. And be sure to join us again each Monday through Friday on this station for the old Trailblazer broadcast with Pastor Albert Pendarvis.